BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hi guys, welcome back to the Balanced Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. It's Jordan. I'm so happy that you're here. I am so thrilled about today's episode. If you've been following along on Instagram, then you may have seen that I have had some powerful ketamine journeys lately. And dare I say, they are rocking my world, changing my life, and changing the course of my healing journey and awakening experiences, but mostly how I am dealing with chronic Lyme disease and living with chronic illness. And I just had the most powerful recent experience with the Dr. Mike Dow, who is here today. And he is the leading expert on ketamine and psychedelic therapy, probably the best person on the planet to have this conversation with. So you guys are in luck because I asked him everything, every question that you guys wanted to know, every question that I wanted to know, we went in and he answered them. He's such an expert and he has been doing this for a long time. He is an eight times author and New York Times bestseller. He's a TV host and a longtime therapist. He's trained in neurofeedback and many other types of therapy. But most of all, this path of psychedelic therapy, I think, is his heart and soul. And I love his soul, as you'll hear me talk about in this episode. I feel so safe with him. In the session that I got to have with him last week, just a couple days before we recorded this episode, shattered my expectations beyond and also changed my perception of reality entirely. It helped realign me to my soul's mission. I had an ego death. He talks about why that happens, the science behind ketamine. And honestly, I am just elated that he's here. And I had to have this episode come out right after we recorded it because I am chomping at the bit to have this conversation with you guys. I couldn't just save this one in the archives for any amount of time. It needed to be released and psychedelic therapy is on the rise. So I think it would be a disservice if I didn't talk about it. And I just want to get one thing out of the way. I am a human guinea pig. You can think of me that way with wellness and healing treatments. I like to do them and then report back to this reality via the podcast, my blog, my Instagram, and share with you guys what the experiences are that I saw and felt and what I've been able to integrate into my life. 
I do that for a couple reasons. One, because I know that some people are not interested in trying psychedelic therapy, but still want to learn about it and what the benefits are. So I go in as the human guinea pig and then come back to talk about it. And two, for the many people out there who do want to have these experiences, I want you to have all of the info, all of the resources, the information, the education, the context, and really... I hope to be both a storyteller and some sort of psychedelic journalist in the way of coming back to share both the stories and the expertise with you guys from some of the best people out there. So I know you will love this conversation. You will love Dr. Dow. Check him out on Instagram at Dr. Mike Dow and check out his book, The Ketamine Breakthrough. It comes out next year, but you can pre-order it now. And I hope and know that you will get all your questions answered in this episode. Tag us on Instagram when you listen so we can repost you and connect with you. And please come to my Instagram and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was and what you learned. I love you guys so much. I'm still integrating back into the world after this magnificent experience. And this is just a little glimpse into what took place. Love you guys so much. I'm basically looking into my safe space. That's what you are. And that's the space that you held for me this week. So I am in deep gratitude to you. Mm, It was my honor. It was my honor. Energetic and beautiful and light and all the things. It was. And it was deep. Yeah. And we're going to get into it. And before we do, let's just tell everybody who you are, what you do. What you do is so amazing. And I just want to shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. So my name is Dr. Mike Dow. I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I'm a psychotherapist. I'm trained in ketamine assisted psychotherapy. So a lot of people know me from my books like The Brain Fog Fix or Healing the Broken Brain or The Sugar Brain Fix. I'm also a functional nutritionist. So I really specialize in root cause oriented functional brain health and my latest passion (laughs) (laughs) and my my eighth book and and what I'm doing every single day the next book is called the ketamine breakthrough and I'm now doing ketamine assisted psychotherapy at field trip which is the world's largest psychedelic assisted psychotherapy we have clinics around the world Canada North America Europe and we're just doing this incredible work which is I can honestly say the most rewarding work, you know, being able to sit with somebody like you and really heal their brain and their spirit from the root with this Mm -hmm. beautiful medicine, but also the combination of the medicine plus the psychotherapy. I pinch myself. Like when I was with you, I'm like, this is my job. (laughs) It it feels like a calling, not a job, but it's it's like, like, this is what I get to do for my for my life for my work it's such a blessing so that's me it's a true blessing and yeah. i was saying this before we started recording you are a shaman in doctor form that's the way that <laughs> i see you because i've been on all these psychedelic medicine journeys yeah. with shamanic facilitators yep. and that's what you were to me but mm. you are a therapist and mm-hmm. a doctor and i felt so safe with you mm. and you can probably tell after our journey I'm pretty fearless. I can say this about myself. I will go into any psychedelic journey with a little bit of healthy fear, but I'll do it. Like the fear doesn't stop me. And with you, I felt so safe that the combination of then really being able to go into the things that scare me a lot, like Mm -hmm. panic attacks and Mm -hmm. anxiety and trauma and past memories that are really scary. Yes. We went into those together we two sure days ago. Yes. And so being with you right now is 
everything from emotional to exciting because yeah. I'm just so happy that we get to share this work with everybody listening and yeah. and to do it in a legal manner because so much of what I talk about here psychedelically, I have to give so many disclaimers and what you do is entirely legal, yep. entirely safe. So walk us through that process. Like how did that start to happen and how did you get involved? Yeah, so what's really interesting, this is the therapy for people who want help now, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, there's all these great studies and you know, next year in 2023, we'll have psilocybin assisted psychotherapy in Oregon, field trips, Amsterdam clinic. We already have psilocybin assisted psychotherapy there right now. But if you live in the United States right now, ketamine is the only medicine used as a psychedelic that we can legally use today outside of research studies. So that's what we use with you. And it's actually, I think my favorite psychedelic medicine because mm-hmm. it's, there's so, there's such a very ability. There's so many things you can treat with it and, and there's so many different ways to work with it. So what's really interesting, ketamine was obviously people are always like, is that a horse tranquilizer? What right. about the K-hole? Well, mm-hmm. it, it was invented in Detroit about 60 years ago and it was meant to be used for general anesthesia, which still is today. But what was really interesting is that, you know, like many of the great medicines in this world, there's sort of these accidental discoveries. So around 2000, so 20 years ago, they started to realize, oh, this is interesting. If you give somebody with severe depression or even somebody experiencing suicidal thoughts, if you give them one dose of ketamine via an IV, the suicidal thoughts go away within four hours and they're no longer depressed. So it's like, wow, we finally have, this is to me the most groundbreaking thing, one of, about ketamine. We finally have a medicine that if somebody is suffering today, right now, you're going to get relief today. Imagine how many lives that could save, right? Because everything else that we have, psychotherapy is great. And some people, you know, whatever they take, medication or some of the newer forms of things like TMS, transcranial magnetic stimulation, they all take weeks or months to work. So Mm -hmm. it's really remarkable. And then they started to realize that, okay, it's really fast acting, but it only lasts a couple of days. So then we started to develop this protocol where you stack roughly six doses together within two to three weeks or four weeks. Mm -hmm. And that gives you the longevity. And then they started to realize that, huh, what if you, instead of using IV ketamine, what if we delivered it all at once? Mm -hmm. So instead of this steady drip where you're sort of, somebody described it as like purgatory, where you're like, you know, you can get kind of deep, but you don't, they don't shoot you out of a rocket into the psychedelic space because with an IV, you know, first of all, the needle's in your vein the whole time. Mm -hmm. Second of all, they're delivering the medicine at the steady state. They base it primarily on weight. What if we could actually do some psychotherapy, learn about the person? I learned about you. I learned about your history, your goals, what you want, how the medicine could help us to process trauma, which we did, but Mm -hmm. also help you to have this mystical experience. So then they realize that if you actually combine it with psychotherapy, it lasts even longer. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to have more energy. We've talked a little bit about that in today's podcast episode. I wanted to have more energy. I wanted to have an optimized immune system. And also I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great in the morning. And I had heard all the hype about AG1. 
Now I've been taking it for about six months and I'm such a fan. It has this really good tropical taste. It's very mild. So if you're worried about the greens taste, you will love the tropical vibes. And let me tell you what is in it. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It is lifestyle-friendly, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it's for you. It costs less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews, and you guys, it's the best. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash blonde. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash blonde to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, I'm Allie Colbert. I'm bisexual, so I'm attracted to both women and food. I'm a stand-up comedian, and I host The Allie Colbert Show, where we talk all things dating, sexuality, pop culture, television advice, everything queer. We are the anti-basic podcast. We do amazing interviews with my friends who are hilarious stand-up comedians and have on interesting authors, writers, and actors. So if you want to laugh, listen to steamy stories, or learn some new dating tricks, this is for you. Listen in wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, or wherever else. For example, if somebody does the six doses of ketamine to start in the IV clinic model with no psychotherapy, it's only going to last about a month. And then Mm -hmm. you have to come back every month for a booster dose. But when you combine it with psychotherapy, it lasts three to four times longer. So now we're seeing people that initial six sessions will last them three months, four months, five months. And then they just come back for a booster session combined with psychotherapy and depending on the dose, like we did two different doses with you, which is really fun. So yes. sometimes I'll do that. We sort of do a, a two for one where we do what's called our psycholytic dosing. So that's mm-hmm. sort of the low dose ketamine model where concurrent psychotherapy and trauma reprocessing. Do you remember, do you remember some of the things I was saying to you yes, in that first I do. session, in that I first do. part of the session? I think I remember a big handful of what we talked about during the psycholytic part. Yeah. And then after that was truly immersive, truly psychedelic and mystical. And I also remember a lot of that, interestingly enough. Mm. Maybe I've forgotten 90% of it, but even the part that I remember is so powerful and so big. So I remember our psycholytic conversation. Yes. Which I was so grateful for. And I I don't know if you remember this, you probably do, because you were in a totally (laughs) lucid state where you then said, are you done with talking for now or do you want to keep talking or do you Mm -hmm. want to have the immersive experience and I was scared to stop talking to you because Mm. I was almost kind of scared of where will I go Mm -hmm. and that's why I said can we still talk if I decide to and you said yes and we were holding hands and it was so supportive yeah but then the immersive experience took me in yeah and I knew you were there and we could talk about it after yeah so all of it was so powerful. Yeah. So what we usually do in our first session, we do what's called split dosing. So that allows for dose discovery. So if people are really nervous, we usually eventually will 
work up to just delivering all the medicine in one shot, which mm-hmm. obviously is a little bit more intense because bam, all that medicine is hitting the bloodstream right mm-hmm. away. But I like the split dosing, and especially in like sessions one, two, and sometimes three, because then we can have a little bit of trauma reprocessing. So as I was holding your hand, it's sort of for for listeners who don't know what good trauma reprocessing therapy is. It's more than just talking about your trauma. That's very old school psychotherapy. Like if somebody with PTSD just talks about their trauma 50 times in psychotherapy, eventually it'll start to feel normal. Mm-hmm. That's not fun for no, patients. No, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. I it's traumatic. That for 15 years and I honestly don't think it really got me anywhere. Yeah. I think there were benefits to therapy, traditional. Yeah. But at a certain point, I realized I don't think this is changing my life. That's right. And it's not getting into the limbic system, the emotional centers of the brain where trauma is stored. So the mm-hmm. beautiful thing about this, what we call the psycholytic dosing of ketamine, this low dose of ketamine, it really activates and it allows you to go into the part of the brain. When you think about trauma, trauma is not stored in words, it's stored in images, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think about the veteran who has hypervigilance and every time there's a loud noise, it's the noise, right? So it's sensation based. Mm -hmm. So when you can close your eyes and go to that part, I know we visited so many different parts of you and we were using a lot of parts work and greeting that part of you paradoxically, and this is sort of radical. I, I remember saying something to you like, okay, you know that part of you that has that deep panic? Let's greet her with some compassion and let's see what is she trying to do for you. And let's go to that little girl and let's say to her, I see you, you're trying to get my attention. So all of a sudden it allows us to sort of, number one, soften towards the parts of ourself that we have a lot of anxiety about or that we don't like, but it also allows us to have this trauma reprocessing where I was having you go in your internal world, in your mind's eye, and releasing and reprocessing and replaying some of the traumatic images with the sounds and the sights and the smells, but then releasing them. So that is actually speaking to the parts of the brain where the trauma is stored. So to me, with everything that I do in my functional root cause oriented approach to brain health, it's actually helping to extinguish the trauma at the source rather than medicating the symptoms at Mm -hmm. the top. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then the the double whammy here is then that second dose of medicine, which, you know, is delivered in your shoulder, intramuscular. It's a very small needle. It doesn't hurt that badly. And, And then you have this mystical experience, which I think provides this reframe when you have that, and I know you had those mystical experiences, like that feeling that we're all connected, that all is one, that there's this greater reality that is more real than the reality that we see on this earth. Beyond. Uh, beyond, you know, yes. it's it, that in and of itself can help people to reframe and feel connected. Because when you think about mental illness, aren't so many of the symptoms related to an overactive ego? Like this is me and I'm unsafe and you're safe and you're gonna harm me. So there's a division between me and you. And then you read all the news going on in the world and it makes it worse. But if you can have that experience of oneness, you realize that there is this greater sense of connection. Yes, absolutely. And something that you guys told me in there was that the ketamine turns off the amygdala or changes something about the amygdala, which you can explain much better than me. Mm-hmm. And the amygdala is where our ego lives. Am I explaining this correctly? Yes. Because I did feel the ego death. Yes. My ego fell off my body. Like, yes. I can only speak in these mystical terms and that in my whole aura, it's like the ego was zipping me up and then it yep. came off. Totally. And then you and my mom and my husband and my son and everyone that I could envision in my mind's eye 
kind of fell away as well, almost to realize we are all one and everyone is a reflection and a projection of myself. And Mm -hmm. I'm ultimately in complete power over how I feel over all of my relationships. Oh, what power and what beauty, right? When you're in there. So, so you're, you're mostly right, but let me just sort of uh, correct some of the language. So the part of you that is you, the me, me, me network in the brain, it's called the default mode network. Mm -hmm. And true to its name, it's what your brain defaults to when you're not doing something. So if Mm -hmm. you're not working on that spreadsheet, it's sort of like what you go back to at rest. Mm -hmm. But it's also sort of where the ego lives. And it's where all these processes that are a little subconscious, where we don't realize that we create associations all the time. The brain is a learning machine. We create these associations and how we deal with the feelings that we have tend to be like, if there's a snowy forest and you've traveled down that path over there a thousand times, the snow is nice and packed. And we don't even realize that some of these processes and these paths that thoughts and feelings and behavior take. So talking about why ketamine-assisted psychotherapy is so powerful for, for example, addiction, we don't even realize that that path is almost subconscious. Like we're conditioned to go down that path because neurons that fire together wire together. So ketamine deactivates the default mode network, which is sort of to me where I believe the ego lives. And Mm -hmm. it allows us to go right to the amygdala, which is sort of the smoke detector for the brain, Mm -hmm. always telling us, hey, you're in danger, you're in danger. But it can also get into that limbic system where the trauma is stored in the emotional centers of the brain. So it's doing all these all these things at once, which is why it's such a foreign experience, but also such a mystical experience, Mm -hmm. you know? How fitting is it that we are talking about ketamine in today's episode because I have a sponsor for you and that is Mindbloom. I am so obsessed with Mindbloom and everything that they are doing because this is an at-home ketamine therapy. Our mental health is so important and it can loom so large in our lives, especially when we don't really know where to turn, which is something that I completely understand. So for those of us who feel like you have tried everything, this is the next chapter in mental health and well-being. Mindbloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy, offering a combination of science-backed medicine with clinician and guide support for people looking to improve their mental health and well-being. They connect patients to licensed psychiatric clinicians to go on a guided journey and achieve better outcomes with lower costs, greater convenience, and an artfully crafted experience. I get so many questions all the time about how can you do ketamine if you don't live in a big city like Los Angeles or New York? And the answer is you can do it at home with Mindbloom. They have incredible results. After only two sessions, 87% of their clients reported improvement in depression and 85% reported improvement in anxiety. Right now, Mindbloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash blonde and use promo code blonde at checkout. Go to mindbloom.com slash blonde, promo code blonde for $100 off your first six-session program today. That is mindbloom.com slash blonde, promo code blonde. Can't wait to hear what you think. Let's talk about a healthy meal kit company that I am obsessed with, which is Green Chef. I have been using them for years. 
and they make eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. They have also recently expanded their menu, so they are going from 24 to 30 recipes weekly, and you can mix and match from different dietary preferences. So you can get vegan one day, keto the next, which is kind of awesome. And what I personally love about it is it's very low prep, very convenient, and it's always nutritious. So TBB approved in every way. They have a 10-minute lunch. So all you need is 10 minutes to make it and no cooking required. Perfect for when you're on the go or pressed for time at the office or at home. Something else that we love is that it is a sustainable brand. They're the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. They offset 100% of their carbon footprint as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. I am such a fan of this. They have helped me save a lot of time in my life. I'm such a fan of all of their vegan recipes. And you know, my family is plant-based and we are obsessed with anything that makes our life easier and enables us to cook at home. So go to greenchef.com slash balanced135 and use code balanced135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. Go to greenchef.com slash balanced135 and use code balanced135. Enjoy the number one meal kit for eating well. mystical absolutely yes thank you for describing that that makes so much sense and to all of us who don't speak in scientific terms you made it really relatable understandable so thank you yeah and the mystical Mm. like I can speak to doing IV ketamine. Mm -hmm. And now with you at Field Trip for the first time, I did the intramuscular, which is what you've been describing here. And just for everybody listening, the difference for me was absolutely night and day. Mm -hmm. I thought what I was having with IV was pretty psychedelic. Mm-hmm. It was very meditative, but I could still talk. I could absolutely see the room around me, feel my body in the room, talk to my mom if she was there with me or mm-hmm. my husband or my doctor. But there was never a therapist in the room. IV, slow drip over the course of an hour. Yep. This IM that mm-hmm. I did with you mm-hmm. was the one shot in, or two shots really into yep. the muscle. 10 to 20 seconds later, I was in the psychedelic realm. Yes. And it was beautiful because I love the psychedelic realm. Yeah. And it was shocking because I was not expecting it. Yeah. Because I've had that (laughs) with other medicines. Like I was telling you with ayahuasca and psilocybin at macro doses of psilocybin. Mm -hmm. I've never had that with ketamine. And now I have with you. And I can now say, because you said something like ketamine might be one of your favorite psychedelics for what it can do. Mm -hmm. I think I feel that way now. Too. Yeah. From my personal experience, I was instantly into the mystic. Yep. And I remember telling you, even just trying to explain, I don't know if I'm making any sense. I'm in a very deep place. Wasn't <laughs> expecting this, but totally here for it. Yep. And my shock has not worn off. This yeah. was two days ago. So I'm still envisioning so much of what I saw in that mystical realm, mm. just feeling entirely changed. Yeah. And I want this for everybody listening, if they're interested in 
wanting it as well. I just think it's so powerful. Yeah. And that intramuscular, is that something that you would recommend over the IV or would you recommend something different for different people? Yeah. So we offer both intramuscular in the clinic and then oral ketamine and both delivery systems are giving you all the medicine at once. So true to the field trip name, it really is more of a journey mm -hmm. and there's more variability. Like you actually have a peak experience in the psychedelic space and then you float out versus the IV. The IV is not great for concurrent psychotherapy because it's sort of just like, you know, that steady state drip. It doesn't give you that true journey. Mm -hmm. The journey really allows at low doses, again, it allows for concurrent psychotherapy, but the high dose gives you this experience. And then when you float down, it also allows for this greater variability to talk in these different states and to really connect the dots and to make sense of your experience. So to me, Ketamine-assisted psychotherapy, either I am in the clinic or we have an at-home model where we mail you ketamine via these oral trochies. So you don't actually, you do swallow it, but you have to swish it around in your mm -hmm. mouth for about 15 minutes so it can be absorbed through the mucous membranes in your mouth. That to me is, is more powerful. Okay. I was wondering about that, the oral ketamine at home. I know that's a popular model now yep. with then maybe zooming with the therapist Correct. or the integration after. Yep. Is that just as deep? It can be. So oral, you're only going to absorb roughly a third of the medicine versus when we give it to you via IM, it's almost all the medicine you're getting. So we do adjust for that. So mm -hmm. for example, we're going to basically multiply the IM dose times three. So mm -hmm. you have to compare the apples to the oranges. I would say the one thing that feels very different, if you really enjoy that immersive journey experience, I remember I was leading a group ketamine-assisted therapy journey for some very experienced psychonauts. And there was this guy who I think he actually opened his own ayahuasca retreat center outside the US somewhere. Mm -hmm. And when he came back, he's like, man, there is nothing on the planet like I am ketamine because it really gives you that journey. Yeah. So the oral is a little bit slower because mm -hmm. the absorption is slower, but it still gives you that nice journey where you're in and then you're out. It just mm -hmm. takes, instead of it coming on in 20 seconds, it'll come on over 15 minutes or okay, so. Okay, that makes sense. So it's a little bit different. I, I think, you know, listen, the oral is nice because you can do it at home mm -hmm. and you don't have to, you know, so if you're not in Los Angeles or New York or one of the places where we have these clinics and you're in a smaller city and you can't fly in, I think the oral is a nice option. Okay, amazing. So this is really becoming an accessible therapy. Yes. And do you also work with psilocybin with your patients or do you just do ketamine at this time? Um, I'd like to someday, mm -hmm. you know, I'd like to someday. So I, in 2023 in Oregon, that'll be the first state. I think in four to five years, we're going to have MDMA and psilocybin and field trip clinics were built to be a space for psychedelic assisted psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. So you saw the beautiful spaces, these huge yeah, integration lounges, the individual treatment rooms with these zero gravity chairs, you know, obviously set and setting. So your mindset and feeling very safe with me and you and I have this very safe relationship and holding my hand through your journey. But then also the setting and, you know, you were wearing this gravity blanket and these eye shades and these noise canceling headphones and this really beautifully aesthetically pleasing space that all sort of factors into the journey. So if you're somebody, for example, who your home is associated with stress and trauma, mm -hmm. then you probably don't want to do the at-home model yes, at home yes. because you're not going to feel safe. So or if you have kids that might come home or anything right. like that, you're going to want to have your own space. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's try to describe what people might feel on mm -hmm. a ketamine journey. I mm -hmm. feel like 
uh, such a human guinea pig in my mm-hmm. life. I do things typically before other people I know in my personal <laughs> life try them or they're terrified of them or they're yeah. interested but not sure if it's for them. Yeah. How would you describe what a ketamine journey, especially the deep I am that we're mm-hmm. talking about, feels like? So usually people, you can kind of almost feel like, oh, this medicine was made for general anesthesia. So if you can imagine you're in an OR and the anesthesiologist is like, okay, count backwards from 10, 10, 9, 8. And by the time you get to one, you're out, out. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like we stop at seven, right? Yeah. So it's like, you can kind of see all the things like everything gets very, very dark. So I think the difference for me personally between psilocybin and ketamine is to me, psilocybin is like Skittles, like everything just instantly, everything around you just sort of starts to shimmer. And then there's sort of lots of rainbow colors. Ketamine, Mm -hmm. on the other hand, to me, at least, it's a lot more darks, black, browns, blues, purples. So it'll sort of like take you into that space. But then instead of taking you all the way down to general anesthesia, because we're using a dose that's much lower than what an anesthesiologist would use. So we're sort of suspending you somewhere in between being awake and being asleep Mm -hmm. and and having those very slow delta brain waves that you need for general anesthesia. So it gets very dark, but then from the darkness, there's usually this mystical path that emerges. So a lot of times people will say it feels like they were floating in space or you're sort of in this beautiful womb or you're floating somewhere and then you start to see things. So for me, I remember one time it got very dark, but then I saw like a million stars. So then it's like things started to glow and then I would have these visions or journeys or, you know, these these beautiful parts of our subconscious that are bubbling up. Some would say that they're coming up from the level of the collective unconscious. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there are these archetypes. I've had patients who have very clear archetypes showing up in their journeys where Merlin came to them and Merlin gave them this gold ball. And then they realized that the gold ball was their power and they had to accept the power. But then they realized Merlin was themselves and they had the power in themselves the whole time. You know, so there are all these very mystical archetypal journeys that people have. And it's really what are you going to do with it? Right. Mm -hmm. So once you find that magical elixir from this other world, How is that going to change your life? Okay, guys, let's talk about trouble sleeping and how important it is to get a good night of sleep. I have trouble sleeping. I think a lot of you guys know this. And even just one night of lousy sleep can have a ripple effect on the rest of your week. If you're struggling to get a good night of rest or you just want to wake up feeling more refreshed, I would highly recommend checking out CBD, but not just any CBD. Check out the Sleep CBD Solutions from Next Evo Naturals. They have two amazing sleep products, triple action sleep capsules and sleep support CBD complex gummies. Both are designed to help you get the rest that you need to wake up feeling super refreshed. And let me tell you, it will make a world of difference in your life. I have had so much sleep deprivation ever since having a baby and it is a bit harder for me to fall asleep. And these products have been helping me so much. They have been helping me also feel less stressed because when you sleep better, you feel less stressed and it helps you relax after a long day. Not all CBD is created equal. With most CBD products, it's a mystery if you're even getting what's on the label, but their precision formulations are backed by more scientific studies than any other CBD brand. They are vegan, non-GMO, and THC-free using 100% U.S. grown hemp. 
Get a better night's rest with Sleep CBD Solutions from Next Evo Naturals. For up to 25% off subscription orders of $50 or more, use promo code BALANCED at nextevo.com. That is N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com, promo code BALANCED. Enjoy. So I think the difference between leaving an IV ketamine clinic and you could just sort of say like, well, that was weird yeah. <laughs> and then go home and go about your day. What if we made sense of that? So let yeah. me just ask you a question. Well, I think I did ask you this question, but what are you going to do with that magical elixir that you found? What's going to change in your waking life in this world now that you had that experience in that world? How do you connect the dots? How do you yeah. bring those two worlds together? That's the question. That is the ultimate. And that's what I've been lacking in the past without the therapeutic component. So I'm glad you're asking me again, given that I was in this dreamlike state when yes. we talked. My biggest thing is is incorporating what I saw to be my soul's mission on this planet. Mm. And the core of that being love. Mm. I am love. I want to be love in every interaction that I have, every relationship, in my career, on this podcast, mm. when I touch people's lives, I just want them to feel love. Yeah. And to just approach that the best that I can, because yeah. I also sense that I've put a lot of pressure on myself to be like a likable, lovable human mm. being. Yeah. And so releasing the pressure- I can relate to that. <laughs> mm -hmm, totally, yes. And you're so like that as well, because you're such a pure soul and I see that and I, I feel that. We mm. talked about this before we recorded. Yeah. You were on my journey with me. So I know yes. your soul very intimately. I could practically cry because it was so beautiful. And yeah, that people pleasing piece is a huge actually trauma for me to let go of yeah. because of I saw a lot of trauma in the journey that we did two days ago. Very people related. Very yeah. like, what have I done wrong? who's mad at me, all these things and yeah. releasing all of that and finding some peace with that. But being love and releasing the pressure at the same time to be likable, to also know that we are all projections and reflections of each mm. other. So I do feel like I have a lot more work to do because I can put it into words and I could say so much more as well. But what are the tangible steps for mm. me to that's my question to you to live that way. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm like, I'm just tearing up and I'm getting chills again as I did mm -hmm. in our journey because I'm just so touched and I'm so moved because you had this experience of pure love, which is what I would call self with a capital S. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes like that people pleasing part and I've got to do things right and I've got to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Those are all parts of our ego, right? right? So it's like, if you can have the ketamine journey, you have this sense of, self with a capital S. So self can be defined as, I like the definition, it's the divine within. Mm -hmm. Some people say it's the seat of consciousness. It's the part of you that is always been and always will be. So that, that's self. Yes. When you have that experience of pure self, you can, I don't want to annihilate the ego because the ego does serve some functions mm -hmm. in this world. Mm -hmm. But when you have that experience, you sort of realize if ego is like this circle, this circle here and, and self is this tiny little circle here. I feel like most people in this world, they walk around and ego is much larger than self. Mm -hmm. 
I think after a ketamine journey, the self gets larger. So that circle of pure love, of service, of connectivity, of interpersonal joy and, 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 and doing the things from parenting to rescuing animals to being purpose-driven, the ego is still a function, but those two circles really start to change. The self gets bigger, the ego gets smaller. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's the identifying how you can live that mission, right? So when Dorothy comes back from Oz and she's back in Kansas, mm -hmm. you know, you know that that experience changed her in some yes. way. So it can be in the subtle, it can be in the, I don't have to have people like me maybe because right. I can just be who I am and I know right. that that core is connected to the divine and if that part of me is true then it doesn't maybe matter so much yes. if everybody likes me so and then it can show up in what you choose to do my husband and I we we got trained in this together he's an ER doctor so he works with ketamine a lot they use he uses ketamine by the way ER doctors still use ketamine all the time yeah so wow. if a kid comes in Ketamine is so safe, by the way, that, you know, if you have a kid, an adolescent who comes in and there's like a broken bone, you can just give them ketamine. And so yeah. it's it's that safe. We both had our ketamine journeys and our training and continue to as part of our therapy and our work. And we had this, well, one day we're going to rescue animals. It's like, well, why wait for one day? Yes. So, you know, we actually fostered a dog. We have, we've adopted dogs that we are our babies, but, you know, like this year we fostered a dog and found it a loving home, right? So it's like, things like that. But then also what's interesting and, in, you know, uh, ketamine does, it, it works magic in the brain in so many ways. So it also instantly lifts dopamine and mm -hmm. it also, it targets this neurotransmitter glutamate, but by targeting glutamate, which is the most abundant excitatory, meaning sort of activating, turning on neurotransmitter in the brain, it has these downstream effects. So then you get lifts in serotonin and GABA. So then if you have any sort of depression or fatigue or you're, there's an autoimmune disease, Lyme disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, it gives you the lift of neurotransmitters so that you can start to do those things that you know you need to do. So if somebody's mm -hmm. struggling and they're overeating or they're smoking or drinking too much, to medicate that, well, I would first help them identify what part of the ego is making them do those things in order for them to get out of that pain, but then give them up. And then with the enhanced levels of the neurotransmitter boost, you also can do those things, right? right? You have the lift to do those things if, you're, if you feel like you're stuck in a hole, right? So I think it's the combination of all these things, the biological, the psycho, the psychological, the psychotherapy piece, the spiritual, and you put them all together and you can really help to change somebody's life. Yes. You act on the visions that you have. You went and fostered a dog and I've had those experiences with yeah. with psychedelics where you just act on it. Yeah. And I'll make a phone call that I've been, didn't even know I needed to make, but for 10 years would heal a relationship. Yeah. You just do the things. You That's just right. see how important it is to do them. Yeah, And then to go back to what you were saying too about Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz and I'm thinking of like an Alice in Wonderland archetype. Mm -hmm. I feel like that has been me for four years, ever since my first ayahuasca journey. Mm -hmm. It's almost like Dorothy returning yep. to Kansas or Alice in Wonderland returning to her life. And then just looking around and just almost having a, a hard time integrating yep. and feeling quite misunderstood unless you're in the right circle of people who understand. Totally. Well, I think it's about making sense of that, right? So mm -hmm. it's sort of like Dorothy has this secret and now she's walking around Kansas and she knows that there's this 
lion archetype and this the yes, two man and like the, perceptions the of reality that we're conditioned to believe yeah i have seen are not true at least for me they're not true yeah and so how do you then come back to the world i think it's about creating community with people you and me having these conversations to people who've also been to oz so you mm -hmm. know that there is this ultimate reality out there you know that there is something greater and then you start to realize that these two worlds can coexist so it's not about annihilating the ego in this earthly world, but it is about, you know, how can the other world, this magical world of the ketamine or the psychedelic journey, how could it inform what we do on this planet? And when you look at how many things and ideas were generated partially because of psychedelics, you know, like our iPhones, you know, Steve Jobs said that right. psychedelics were a huge part of him creating Apple and the periodic table of elements. So when you're in science class in high school, like that table on the wall wouldn't have existed without right. psychedelics, but also a lot of the loving kindness and a lot of the aha moments that a lot of the sages and the, and the mystics and religious or spiritual figures, you know, I often tell people, you can get to the same place that we get to in a ketamine journey. It's just going to take you 10,000 hours of deep meditation yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and in the modern world if you don't have the time or there are some barriers it, it's sort of getting to that same place but it's also about how do you revisit it so for me i practice transcendental meditation and i can tell you that my ketamine journeys make my tm deeper and it's almost like you and i think talked about this the other day it's almost like you have this sense memory of what it feels like and mm -hmm. i think 30 seconds after the ketamine was injected into your shoulder it's like you went right back to that space that was so familiar to you with ayahuasca and it's yes. like oh i'm here again yes. so for me i create that oh i'm here again with my tm Ooh, and i, I sort like of that. leave this world and then you know these two practices deep in each other so there's this bi-directional relationship so every time i do a ketamine journey it makes my tm better but all of my tm then makes my subsequent ketamine journeys deeper right yes. so then they work together so then for 40 minutes every day i get to go visit that world mm -hmm. or in your dreams you can visit that world yes. you know it's interesting ketamine sort of on you know like an eeg like brain waves i know you've recently had your brain scanned mm -hmm. so generally speaking these fast beta brain waves are associated with anxiety and then the alpha is more relaxed like mindfulness meditation mm -hmm. usually hypnosis takes you down to theta theta is also the brain wave of dreaming and mm -hmm. then delta is the brain wave of like general anesthesia mm -hmm. deep sleep without dreams right some of those phases that happen mostly in the first couple hours after you fall asleep so ketamine generally takes you down to like theta delta but mm -hmm. you're in the theta brainwave when you're dreaming right? right so it's sort of like the hypnosis practices or the deep meditation the tm dreaming we all bounce back and forth between this waking world where our brainwaves are very fast to get things done like the beta brainwaves mm -hmm. but then also the relaxed alpha brainwaves so it's sort of like you don't have to be that sad that you can only do a ketamine journey yes. every couple months because we are all bouncing back and forth between the doing and the being. Mm -hmm. And to incorporate more of those practices, like yeah. to do those things that make you feel one with yourself, which yeah. then ultimately make us feel one with the world. Yeah. So I'm glad you're talking about this because I remember saying to you the other day, and this has been a big theme for me, 
I don't feel like I'm from here. Mm. I am somehow, I am not from this planet. I am some kind of mystical being and I'm not sure what I'm doing on earth. Happy to be here. Yeah. It's very hard though. There's a lot of division. And I spent the rest of the night telling my mom and my husband all of that. Like, mm. it's very hard for me to be here. Yeah. I see so intimately from this psychedelic journey and what I already knew in my soul and subconscious this is not my natural state of being, but yep. that psychedelic realm very much does feel like my natural state of being. Yep. So what are your tips? Is this something that people often come back from a psychedelic journey feeling? Sometimes I feel like you are on one end of the spectrum where you're somebody who is, I think, in my opinion, my spiritual beliefs. I think you're a very old soul. Mm -hmm. I think you are one of the rare ones who really almost feels more at home in the other world because I think you are sort of this beacon of light and, and love. And some people who are very, very spiritual almost have that sense that, oh, but that world was the world. Yeah, like that's, that's the, the, world. That's the re ultimate reality. Mm -hmm. So yes, it is common, especially with people who I think are people like you. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, again, it's a matter of there must be a purpose. There must be right. a way for you to live the human existence in this lifetime with one foot in that world too. Yes, yes, totally. And I know that my soul chose to be here from a spiritual perspective. I'm surrounded by so much love here. I want to be here, yeah. but it's very interesting to go to that world and mm. then think, oh, so now when I joke about the fact that I'm not from here, which is like the TBB hashtag, yeah. it's real. And yeah. there's a, that came from somewhere. And I think a lot of people listening relate to that. Yeah. And it's beautiful to visit that other world yeah. and we can create it here in so many ways. Yes. I think we can create heaven on earth here, yes. but it's hard to do. So yeah. And doing these therapies are so important because for me, at least, I could visualize how can I then blend these two worlds? We have to, right? Mm -hmm. We have to be these spiritual creatures. We have to be human beings having a spiritual experience, not these biological creatures who have dopamine receptors purely to survive and to create pleasure mm -hmm. and to seek food and, and to reproduce. I mean, that's a very animalistic way to view the human existence. So if there is something even deeper, and if you even look at the evolution of the brain and you look at the way humans have this uniquely large prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain, if the soul lived in a part of the brain, it would be the prefrontal cortex. So when you look at the evolution of from animals to man and woman, it's, wow, there is, it's almost like we were, we've evolved to become more spiritual. So if you even look at it through that scientific lens, to me, it's the, what can you do? And then looking at the practices, you know, for example, meditation helps to strengthen the prefrontal cortex. So it's the, okay, now that we know that I'm this spiritual being, how do I connect the dots? I think for somebody like you, you're also very sensitive. I think that we've got to be even more radical in what that means to be truly gentle mm -hmm. with ourselves, because when you are from that world and that world feels more like home, then putting all this negative information like cable news is going to be as toxic to you as processed foods and fast food, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's taking you away. It's, you know, and even the way cable news, you know, that if it bleeds, it leads sort mm -hmm. of mentality of local news. It's like, it's, it's activating the ego, like, oh my gosh, danger, I'm not right. safe. But I also think that especially if you are this very sensitive person, it's the, how can I spend more time disconnected from my phone gardening than I do watching, you know, even Yes. Know, news, which is, you know, supposed to be, oh, I'm educating myself. It, it's it's a fine line between educating and, and 
extinguishing that beautiful self yes. with a capital S. Yeah, there's a fine line for sure, because I think so much of what's going on with media now is it's very salacious and it's yeah. clickbait. It's, are we really even educating ourselves or are we just falling into the clickbait? Yeah. And for me, something that I do, which is toxic, and Dr. Amen, brain mm -hmm. health doctor, also talked to me yeah. about this, is look at my reviews and if they're negative, that becomes very toxic to me. I mean, yeah. people are often listening to this podcast they're so kind they're here for a reason they're into what we're talking about mm. and then a lot of times it gets into the hands of someone who's very much unhappy about talking about spiritual things yep. and that yep. has become some kind of toxic thing that i was also addicted to mm. feeding myself with because you get used to it mm -hmm. and i'm sure there's like some psychology behind this as well mm -hmm. or self-sabotage or whatever you want to call it but it's also an addiction that i've been working to break because i know that where our attention goes energy flows and yes. i'm just into flowing all that good energy into my yeah. sensitive soul and from a self versus ego pov it's almost the well those reviews only matter to the ego right so mm -hmm. you know I know easier said than done because I do the same thing with my books. If I get one bad, not right. five star review, I, I dwell. I could read a hundred great reviews. Yes. And if I get one bad one, I of course focus in on that one, yes. right? It's like, yes. but I think for me, the experience of self and the ketamine journey, it really has helped me to let that go. Yeah. yeah and could, some of the I things totally that are it. perfectionistic in me, like, you know, what I look like, or just like these little things that I'll hone in on or like, editing a, a page in my book and like needing the perfect sentence structure mm -hmm. and yes. everything has to be so perfect to the point where I like can't even write a sentence because I'm so concerned about finding the perfect words. It's like, and I've really learned to put down some of that and to say, yes. you know what, I'm just going to allow energy and light to flow out of me and knowledge and what I actually want people to know. And it has helped me to be less critical of myself. It's helped me to not care about certain things mm -hmm. and we all go through those things, yes. you know. We all have that experience of how can you forget the criticism and the and the unkind words. Mm -hmm. It's harder, right? It's it harder. Is. Yes, and in the ketamine space, everything makes sense to me, and I think that's right. also why that world is so appealing to me. Mm. Is because there, it just makes sense. It's like yeah. I could think about the criticism. I could think about any type of disharmony in my life, and it makes perfect <laughs> sense. As in, it's all balanced and harmonious, and I know that it's has nothing to do with me and hurt people hurt people and yeah. I'm here to be love and it just makes so much sense but the integration is so important yeah nobody in a ketamine journey I've I've been doing this for a long time now mm -hmm. nobody in their ketamine journey comes back and tells me that they went to their Amazon reviews or their right. podcast reviews or their review from the critique from their boss they all go to something so much so more much important deeper. so much deeper yes. you and I I think we both in my first high dose ketamine experience I went to what I can only describe as the temple of love mm-hmm it was, I, I, that's, and a lot of this is there, there are no words, which is part of the mystical yes. part of ketamine. That is actually one of the measures. There's a questionnaire, the mystical experiences questionnaire. And we tend to see that there's this correlation between how many mystical experiences can you answer yes to? Mm -hmm. Um, I have it on my phone. If you, oh, cool. If you I want to do it. Yeah. yeah. So experience of oneness in relation to an inner world within mm -hmm. experience of unity with ultimate reality feeling that you experience eternity or infinity, experience of the insight that all is one, awareness of the life or living presence in all things, experience of amazement, 
feelings of peace and tranquility, loss of your usual sense of time. So if you yes, answered time. yes to a lot of those things, which mm-hmm. I think you're probably a yes on all, all, of the, all, all of those, them. there's a correlation between how mystical the experience is and what is the reduction in depression and anxiety. So mm-hmm. to me, it's saying that there's this other pathway that yes, ketamine is spiking your dopamine and serotonin. Yes, it's relieving inflammation in the brain. Yes, it's deactivating the default mode network, which is overactive in people who ruminate or have a lot of catastrophic thinking or have a very harsh inner critic. But it's also working via this different mechanism, this different path, where it's about the spiritual aha moment. And you know, so the one that I didn't read is this, this quality where it's beyond words. Like you mm-hmm. can't even explain it. So for yes. me, the temple of love was beyond words. I, I can try to explain it, but I really, there's no words. And you had totally. that experience. So I think when you have that, it's it, it kind of just, when you come back, to me, it reorders everything, right? Yes. Because I used to be very obsessed with Am I doing everything? Am I enough? Is this mm-hmm. book doing well enough? And listen, I've had books do very well and I've had books do not so well. And to me, seven years ago, that would have devastated yes. me. And now, yeah, do I care? He, well, sure, I still care a little bit, but it on the order of the hierarchy of my new order of what mm-hmm. actually matters, it, it has fallen so far. That makes so much sense. Right? Yes, yes, because what really matters is at the forefront now and it's your true soul and it's love and yeah. it's, of course, all of the things. All the things. Yes, and going back to the piece where you said it's hard to describe in words, mm. I find myself trying to describe these psychedelic experiences with colors and mm-hmm. shapes mm-hmm. and frequency and trying to explain to my mom, for example, and yeah. I was telling her, the music has a frequency oh, and a personality yeah. and yeah. it takes care of you and it's a consciousness of its own. And basically my mom was like, how did I have a daughter like like this? Yeah. But she's so supportive. Awesome. But I think a lot of people in my life and, and possibly a lot of people listening, they love to hear about this stuff, but mm-hmm. they don't really want to do it for themselves. And I also think people like you and I, it's cool to almost go to these other realms mm-hmm. and bring it back and say, you you guys don't have to do this. In fact, we're not necessarily saying you should. We're just saying we have, and, and these are the benefits and yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. So something I wanted to ask you before I forget is about addiction, Mm. because I know that ketamine can be such a powerful treatment for addiction Mm -hmm. and also depression, Mm -hmm. PTSD. Mm -hmm. Tell us how that works. So it's really interesting. You know, first of all, I want to say to anybody who is hesitant, the nice thing about ketamine assisted psychotherapy is we really personalize the dose. So if somebody is coming in and this relates to your question about trauma too and PTSD. If you're very nervous, I'm going to number one, suggest a very, very low dose to start. Mm -hmm. Number two, I'm gonna select a very soothing playlist. Mm -hmm. If somebody comes in and they go to Burning Man and take LSD and they've done eight ayahuasca ceremonies, then we can go higher, but you don't have to do that. So as it relates to all these mental illnesses, it works in different ways. And at Field Trip, you know, what we like to do, first of all, that we consider the music and other therapists. So, you know, you're in the room with me, your therapist, but also the music was a second therapist in the room with you. But then if you're, when I like to process trauma using the medicine, you know, I like lower doses of ketamine. If I am working with somebody who has a very, almost like vegetative, deep, dark depression with no energy, that tells me that their dopamine is really low. So maybe they need a higher dose to really lift that dopamine. If we're working with addiction, I usually, I think my bias is like medium to high dose because it really allows, 
it's sort of, to me, I've heard it described as pushing the reset button in the brain. And it's like that snowy path we were talking about. It's like people don't realize that addiction is a learning experience. You learn, your brain learns, your mm -hmm. brain creates these associations. So it learns and it creates these pathways that almost become automatic. Like I feel bad, somebody hurt my feelings, I feel tired drugs right yes. and it's like you, you can like strong arm it sometimes but that path is so etched so when you have like a medium to high dose of ketamine it actually just sort of by turning off the default mode network it, it creates all the paths are now equally accessible to you so it kind of erases that yes. etched pathway where the addictive pathway and it allows for more flexibility so mm -hmm. now it's you know, armed with the, the increased neurotransmitters, armed with the decrease in inflammation, armed with all of the biological mechanisms that we know the medicine provides, it also provides this sense of choice and power mm -hmm. where it doesn't feel like you've got a strong arm anymore. And mm -hmm. there are some, like we have a case of somebody who after their first dose, they just didn't need to drink again. Yeah. And, and, and they were a problem drinker, right? So yeah. it, it almost creates this feeling of, Oh, I it. Sometimes I describe it to people as like, there, we all have this subjectivity bias where the way that we feel inside, that's the ultimate truth, and we yeah. and so it's almost like it gives you objectivity. It's sort yeah. of like zooming out of yourself, and you can kind of watch yourself doing these things, and it's like, oh, that doesn't seem healthy, but it feels mm -hmm. like the path, the new path, is more doable. So that's yes. why, paradoxically. Ketamine can be used in ketamine-assisted psychotherapy using a medicine to treat addiction to drugs. Right. right. Yeah, that was the other question is like, what about for people who have been addicted to drugs and they're in recovery and they would like to do something like ketamine? Is it not advised or is it just in a totally different category? It's a question that we've really got to consider the person mm -hmm. and it's not an ultimate yes or ultimate mm -hmm. no. Somebody's working in a 12-step program, we definitely want to talk about it. They want to talk to their sponsor about it. You know, it's really interesting. A lot of people don't realize this, but Bill W., uh, one of the founders of, or usually credited as the founder of AA, mm -hmm. um, you know, he went, he underwent LSD assisted psychotherapy and wanted to bring that into AA. He oh, wanted, wow. so, so it's, it, this is not a totally foreign concept, very, even yeah. among the 12 step community, but it is, you know, if you are somebody who is just, you know, this is my program. I've been sober 10 years. I haven't touched a, a drug in 10 years. Do I want to introduce anything that creates a dissociative state? Mm -hmm. And I used to create a lot of dissociation around drugs. I don't know if that person, maybe you don't need it, but you know, this is also a very different experience and you're mm -hmm. using a medicine in a very different way. Yeah. So that I'm going back to that same person. If they need a general anesthesia, which sometimes can include ketamine, would you say no to general anesthesia? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really about the way it's about the person. Yes. And again, with ketamine-assisted psychotherapy, we're not lumping people into categories and mm -hmm. we're not basing the dose on your weight. Mm -hmm. We're really getting to know the person to help them make an educated decision on, is this protocol going to help me? And if yes. so, how can it help me? So yes. I, I think addiction, it's not, an ult, it's not a yes or no, it's a could be. Yeah. I've seen a lot of success. Yeah. I, I can tell you I've seen a lot of success I using bet. this to treat addiction. Yeah, because... My perspective is we see things so differently on a psychedelic like ketamine, where I was able to see chronic illness and Lyme disease as something that I and, you know, we talked about this, have 
chosen in this yeah. life path when you zoom way out and i'm talking about an eternal soul perspective to help me find my true soul my yeah. true spirit in this life and has put me on the path to all this healing work yep. i could probably imagine the same for addiction and i could probably imagine the same for anything like right. depression anxiety and i know it can be hard for people to hear at first because people think well i didn't choose my depression that's offensive and of course in these real human bodies on this earth mm -hmm. we don't talk that way but when we zoom way 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 out which ketamine allows us to do mm -hmm. you can just see things so differently yeah and i would also say that the garage of your soul your beautiful soul your soul doesn't have Lyme disease. Right. It's, it's the garage, the physical body, and all of our physical bodies are flawed. Mm -hmm. They're all aging. They're all mm -hmm. experiencing experiencing atrophy, and our DNA is, you know, is, is starting to erode. But that's that's the garage. Mm -hmm. That's the physical body. So while ketamine actually does have, I think, positive effects on the physical body itself, the garage for the soul. I think most of the work of ketamine is actually helping you to realize that the soul that is housed in that garage is perfect. Perfect, right? exactly. And then you see it's all perfect. But this is again how I end up feeling like Alice in Wonderland or Dorothy because I'm telling people it's all perfect, it's all perfect. And yeah. once in a blue moon, someone's like, actually, you know, chronic illness is not perfect. Yeah. It's just a very different perspective and it yeah. shatters the perceptions of what we're taught in this reality. So yeah. that's why your work is so important because you have you have a foot in both worlds. And we talked about that a little yeah. bit. And Your intuition just, is so right. That's exactly right. Oh, I have a foot yeah. in both worlds. You do. Yeah. And I, I can just describe your soul for a second here to the listeners because I've been one-on-one -on -one with your soul. Yeah. You are so part human, part mystical. Mm. And you remind me of my husband, Jonathan, in that way. And it's another reason why I just felt like I can totally let go mm -hmm. in your presence because it, it you are both you are so mystical and you're so human mm. and that meant you could understand so much of what i was describing and yeah. crying about and feeling and purging and letting go of yeah. and you could also offer a very human perspective of how to integrate it into this world yeah. and people like you are so special thank you for seeing me that's, I really see that's you. a really really good description of who i really yeah, am yeah <laughs> yeah what's your sign by the way cancer Oh my God, of course you're a cancer. <laughs> Very sensitive. Yes. Very sensitive. When's your birthday? July 6th. Oh my God, what? You share a birthday with Hudson, my cat, who's my child. Oh, really? And oh. my brother, Christian. No just, way. Yeah, and my mom's July 9th. I have, wow. cancers are so special to me. Yeah. Yes, of course you're a cancer. Of course. I love it so much. <laughs> It's it's so beautiful to be so sensitive doing this work and to also have another foot in the scientific community in this yes. very human part. Because I feel like I, I can speak to both types of people. I think mm -hmm. you and I are very akin in that very spiritual way, but I can also work with people who come into field trip who are very rational. They're just like, yes. like I don't know, like the stereotype of like an accountant who's right. not spiritual, who's atheist, but they're very depressed. Yes. And this medicine and journey works for them too. Sometimes I also mm -hmm. work, by the way, with a lot, a lot of people with hard to treat chronic illnesses, including yes. a lot of people with Lyme disease, a lot of people with autoimmune conditions to, you know, accidents and the way mm -hmm. you relate to your pain in your body or feeling disfigured if there is some sort of an accident. And mm -hmm. I, I can honestly say that most people who do this work with me, they say that their whole protocol is important, right? Yeah. But 
I've had, I think over half of them say that the ketamine assisted psychotherapy is the thing that helps them the most in yes. terms of getting through the, the managing and having optimism and hope about the condition mm -hmm. itself. It really changes your perspective. So, you know, people have often asked me like, well, does ketamine treat Lyme disease? I would say that for any illness that is either hard to treat or pervasive or confusing or people, uh, traditional allopathic medicine doesn't understand all that well, I think it indirectly helps all those conditions because what chronic condition that, or has pain associated with it, how are people not gonna experience depression or anxiety about that condition? Right, exactly. So if you can change your relationship to the way you feel about things, you can change your quality of life. Yes, I agree completely. And suffering from a chronic illness for all these years, this psychedelic work is so important yeah. for me and my yeah. journey. It's really helped me see that there are gifts mm. in all of this pain and yeah. it's not just a, this miserable, awful thing. Yes. It's part of my soul's path. And yeah. I do think it's my favorite, most effective thing I've ever done for Lyme disease. Yeah. And something else we went into in my journey a couple of days ago with you was anxiety that comes mm. from Lyme. Mm -hmm. And I just had to say this before I forget, we went into a panic attack where like everything went dark quite mm -hmm. a bit like you're describing mm -hmm. and in other medicine journeys when I've been doing ayahuasca but without a therapist there I run from those panic attacks mm -hmm. and it's almost like at all costs I will not have a panic attack I'm gonna go outside I'm gonna avoid it but with you I was able to go into it yeah because you pretty much encouraged me to yes I did and I was saying in this very dreamlike state, like I'm, I'm I think I'm having a panic attack. I'm pretty scared, and you really encourage me to go into it. That was one of the most powerful mm. things I've ever done in my life, yeah. and I really have to thank you. We saw that my panic attack was full of wisdom. Yes, the panic is a wise teacher. Yes, and brought me in, and it was really like you said, a part of myself that was trying to protect these other parts of me from yes. pain. Yes, and from getting hurt. And a part of me that has been desperate to be heard yeah. that I've been shrugging off. And even in these recent years with other psychedelics, like, don't come near me, panic attack. I yeah. can't have you. And then we we really went into it. We really integrated it. Integration. That's mm -hmm. what you did. You achieved mm -hmm. it. And I remember gently nudging you with language that is almost radical. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let's go towards her and let's thank her. What would you have? What is she there to teach you? Right. Yes. So if you can actually radically look at the parts of ourselves, these these parts of our ego that we all have. And instead of saying, like, I don't see you or the allopathic traditional way of, well, if we just have a medicine that will numb or dull the symptoms, then I don't have to feel it. Mm -hmm. What if we could actually greet it head on mm -hmm. and say, I see you, what are you here to do? What are you here to teach me? And how can I redirect you? Mm -hmm. What is it that you're trying to get me to see? And, you know, I think for you, that's, that was magic, it right? Was magic. It was magic. That, that was integration. And now you've developed a new relationship outside of the special world of ketamine mm -hmm. to that panic. And you can look at it with a more gentle feeling, yes. which then actually will probably make panic attacks a lot less likely in your future. Yes. So it's it's a very different way of relating to, quote, symptoms or, quote, pathology. Absolutely. And I can only imagine, and I mentioned this to you the other day, more sessions, which I really want to do with you. Yes. I think I can heal this panic like this is 
this has been a huge part of my mm-hmm. life now. Pretty much ever since I got sick, I've mm-hmm. been riddled with anxiety. I've had frequent panic attacks. They really affect my life. Yeah. And I feel after that one session, drastic change. Oh, and then so to glad. go into a series of sessions with you, which yeah. we're going to plan the moment we're done here, because yeah. I just feel so I must do that. I know that it can heal. And that makes me excited too yeah. for all the people that I also love who have anxiety and panic to yeah. recommend this to them. Yes. As I do. And you know, it's hard with psychedelics because I would kill for my family to have mm. these experiences and mm-hmm. most of them don't want to. Mm-hmm. So what are your tips on that? Do you just kind of let people stay on their path or is there a way to like express to them, even through this conversation, this is safe. This is not scary. This is not the way we've been conditioned to think about drugs. This is not going to lead you to a psychiatric hospital. This is safe. Yeah. I think the medical setting, but also this very beautiful setting that we have really helps people to know that we're doing something that is safe. You're being medically supported. We're monitoring your blood pressure. There's there's staff that is actually watching. So there, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, you're, you're surrounded by people like me, but also people watching your monitoring your blood pressure. So we're doing this in a very safe way. I think if there is somebody in your life, the best way is to just gently share your experience mm-hmm. and get them curious about it. Mm-hmm. And also tell them the nice thing about ketamine, you know, there are many different varieties of ketamine in terms of the dose. So less so with ayahuasca, like usually you're either doing ayahuasca or you're doing LSD or you're not. And even if you're microdosing LSD or microdosing psilocybin, it's it's almost like on or off, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can get like a little benefit, but it almost feels different. Ketamine, there's a lot more variability. So I would say just honor that feeling and you don't have to change it, you know? Mm-hmm. So if somebody like your mom came in, I would say, let's start with a really, I would do like a dose, like what you did yesterday, mm-hmm. your first dose, I'd probably cut that in half. Right. And I would gradually over sessions start to slowly build it up to mm-hmm. really allow them to get comfortable in the psychedelic space. And I'm not gonna like rush them into a massive dose because right. that's only gonna freak them out. But I will say, you know, one of the things that we were talking about with your panic, the other therapist in the room, there's me, there's the music, but there's also the medicine itself. And the medicine really works in this way where it is rewarding you. So I know we are saying, I think I was telling you, if you see something move towards it, don't run away from it. So the medicine, and I think I was gently guiding you towards this, but by looking at the part of you, the panic part of you, and by greeting her with love and with kindness and asking her what she was there to teach you and what she needs and it's also the medicine's way of saying, the more you look at something and accept it and integrate it, the more I'm going to reward you with positive feelings. Yes, yes. And the more you try to say, oh, that's not there. That, yes. That's that's healed when it's not. The more the medicine is going to actually give you anxiety. Yes. So I would say that honor those feelings because, you know, in traditional talk therapy, it's very easy if somebody doesn't want to go there. You know, there's no serum that's going to force somebody into that. But that's the beautiful thing about psychedelic medicine. The medicine and some part of you has a deep knowing of what needs to be healed. Exactly. And so if something is coming up, the reframe is, well, some part of you always knew that needed to be healed. Yeah, absolutely. And what if you actually healed it rather than suppressing, subjugating, projecting, right? Minimizing, denying. What if you could actually look at it and realize that it's not 
all that unusual. We mm-hmm. all feel that way, right? We all have these parts of our of our shadow and our inner critic that we don't want to acknowledge and we don't want the world to see. And then we it becomes this dirty little secret that we have. We all have that part of ourselves. Yeah. What if we can just look at it and say, I see you rather yes. than pretending it's not there. It's like, no, he's there. Like, right. I, I see you. can't run forever. Yes. And that surrender element that you're talking about is so huge. Yeah. And when I've had scary psychedelic experiences, more so with ayahuasca and other medicines, not ketamine, it's when I refuse to surrender yes. that I will be taken down like a very scary loop right. that I've been stuck in for centuries, as a lot of my listeners know. Right. But what I loved about ketamine with you the other day is like, there was the ultimate surrender mm. and there was the ultimate going into everything. Yeah. And I think that's a ketamine thing and you're so much more of an expert, but it's not as scary. Is yeah. that true? Do, have you seen people have really scary journeys with ketamine? I think the way we do it, it's, it, I mean, there are usually moments of challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Like some people who are very neurotic, which by the way, I'm one, mm-hmm. <laughs> my, <Same>. my MMPI <laughs> the neuroticism score, you know, in terms of a personality trait is pretty high. Uh-huh. And so people like me do have moments and I would describe it when people are properly prepared and we, you know, we do a preparation session before the medicine mm-hmm. session. I usually have a moment very neurotic people like me usually have this and i think you had a little bit of it where when the medicine comes on and you start to enter it's almost like a bridge from this world to that world and it's like oh oh god what's happening my ordinary world is fading away and there's like a like for me it's like a moment of oh gosh what's happening and then as soon as I cross the bridge, I'm good. Yeah, right? that's what it is. It's it's the anticipation. It's the letting yep. go. It's the grasping onto this reality. Yep. And that's my tip to people who are trying psychedelics for the first time. You're going to want to grasp onto the reality that you know, which is yep. this one. But you're choosing to do an experience that is hopefully going to take you into a different reality. Yeah. So just keep reminding yourself you chose to be here. Yeah. This is temporary and brief. You're going to go experience it, get the medicine from this experience, and then you'll come back to this reality yeah exactly i think a lot of people's fear which i've had too is like oh if i leave this reality i I, how will i ever get back yeah but just remember you will get back it's it's a short (laughs) journey and it feels and time time melts away often in those journeys but the time the human time of it all is like one hour ketamine so then you're back i think that's one of the nicest things about ketamine Mm -hmm. you know versus psilocybin or lsd I actually really enjoy the session. So usually Mm -hmm. we block for two hours, but you're only in the peak, as you said, you know, I think even less than an hour. I feel like the peak psychedelic experience is usually like, you know, again, it's like you're in and then you kind of like float out gradually. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that peak experience is usually only like 30 minutes or so, right? And then then you're sort of- much longer. It's sort of like the halfway stage for sometimes up to an hour where you're sort of coming back online and you sort of, realize you're in this chair and you you realize you're in the clinic and all that but i think that experience is is really beautiful yeah. and and if you don't like it, <laughs> it it doesn't last eight hours right because listen i i love psilocybin journeys myself too and it's not fear sometimes i get to the point with psilocybin where i'm like <laughs> i'm not scared i'm just like it's i'm done I'm, I, like i just want to be done like yeah. i'm just I think the nice thing about ketamine-assisted therapy is the the actual duration. I think so too. And yeah. I've had a lot of those feelings, but I love the length of ketamine as well. Yeah. 
So this is incredible. I could talk to you all day oh, and forever. Too, and I have like 600 more questions. So we, we <laughs> should do a part two. Let's do a part two and Let's come back anytime. Great. But first of all, I'll tell people where they can find you. Yeah, my website, drmikedow.com. My social media is Dr. Mike Dow, And also the Field Trip website, fieldtriphealth.com. Yes. And the Ketamine book's coming out early next year? It is in April. It's available for pre-order now on Amazon. And all the great booksellers Ooh. called the Ketamine Breakthrough. We'll put uh, the I, I co-wrote it. I wrote it with the founder of Ketamine, Ronan TV. So. Amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy. Thank you for being here. And thank you for being a safe space to me and such a beautiful soul. My honor. I see your aura. It's yes. so bright. Thank and you I adore you. I adore thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ronan. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.